Dirty Diana is presented by Dipsy. Desire is a fire to be stoked. Connect with your sexual self with Dipsy and download the app today. Please be advised, this show contains adult language and explicit scenes. Not advised for persons under the age of 17. Q Code presents Dirty Diana, created by Shauna Festi, starring and produced by Demi Moore. Can I get you some water or something? Oh, no, thank you. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. All right, well, we're recording. Thank you for making me comfortable. I'm not used to being the one in the spotlight. It's lovely to be the talent. Really? <laughs> it seems my exes always get to be the talent. Some famous, some not so much. Most of them addicts with energy so prickly you can feel it two rooms over. They're never happy. Always wanting more. Movie stars, famous authors, singers. It's hard to keep their attention. How so? Life is like a candy store for them. There are always other options. When your ass starts to fall, there's someone else with a firmer one. When you're annoyed by their late nights, they find someone who welcomes them home whenever they choose to show up. And when you're too tired to suck their cock, there are women waiting in line and they'll swallow. It's exhausting being with a famous man. But also... addictive. Because there's something extra about these tortured men. Most of them have never had a real connection. They breeze through women, hoping to find the one woman who will finally understand them, and if you're lucky enough, you might be the one. Is that who you are in your fantasy? <laughs> I have a crush on Matt Berninger. Do you know him? From The National? No. He's so fucking sexy, so aloof and broken, but also so perfectly whole, with his deep, bottomless voice. Oh, the glory of it all was lost on me, till I saw how hard it would be to reach you. And I would always be light years, light years away from you. You know when you hear lyrics and you think, I could marry whoever wrote that song. It doesn't matter who they are, what they look like. Nothing matters. Because whoever wrote that song gets you so completely. His lyrics speak to me. But he doesn't know me, and he's definitely not writing for me. He wouldn't give a shit who I am. Until now. In my fantasy, that is. I'm out with my girlfriends and we're listening to his band play in this tiny, intimate venue. And it's packed full of beautiful men and women and they all know the words to every song. But when he sings, it feels like he's staring right at me. And I can feel myself getting wet right there in the crowd. I feel him take over my body. And I know that's impossible because there are hundreds of us packed in the club, 
and we're all trying to catch his eye. But after the show, a security guard finds me at the bar and tells me that Matt would like to see me backstage. And my friends are all insanely jealous and secretly thinking I'm not nearly special enough to go backstage. Why would he pick me? But he did. And when I walk into the green room, Matt turns to me and smiles. And it's kaleidoscopic. How he's standing there, surrounded by thousands of dollars of bright floral arrangements, like some kind of Frida Kahlo painting. He tells me he noticed me in the crowd and asks me, do I want to get out of there with him? I do, I say. Of course I do. So we run to his car and all his fans are chasing us, like he's suddenly the Beatles, and we escape back to his hotel room, a bungalow at the Chateau Marmont, and he pours me too much bourbon and we talk and talk for hours. He hangs on my every word. Then he tells me things he's never told anyone. He cries and he laughs, and at one point, his head is in my lap, and I stroke his hair and I think to myself, I've never felt so connected to anyone and it quickly becomes clear that I'm the only woman who has ever really known him. He's been misunderstood his entire life, but finally, he feels heard. But is he attracted to me, or are we destined to be friends? And he asks me if I trust him, and I say, yes, I do, of course I do. So he has me undress. He watches me from the bed, and then he takes my wrists and he ties them to the bedposts, and I'm feeling incredibly exposed. My legs are spread, and my chest is bare, and he kisses me lightly everywhere. But each time I'm about to come, and I could come by just the feel of his lips on my skin, he stops and says, not yet. He wants to do this all night. And it becomes unbearable because he brings me to this place and then he stops and I've never wanted anyone inside me more. And I beg him, please, fuck me. I need you inside me. And when he finally does, I feel him take up so much space in my body. And I've heard of blended orgasms, but I've never had one. But his cock and only his cock starts to give me one. He smells like the crowd at the club, like cigarettes and bourbon. His voice in my ear is powerful, close and gentle all at once. And the intensity of being fucked by this incredible artist who could have chosen anyone, who's never had a connection with anyone like the connection he's made with me, who's never felt pleasure like the pleasure I bring him. And he just once more. Did you change the batteries in the fire alarm? Diana. Ella Marie, your breakfast is ready. We need to go today. It's the only thing we haven't tried. Do you want toast? I am in too much therapy already. What does that mean? You don't want to go, is that it? No, I'll go. But aren't you tired? I mean, do you have enough energy for this? Enough energy to try and save our marriage. Oh, please don't be so dramatic. I do. I do have the energy. Listen, 
It's not something I want to do, you know, that right? I don't look forward to sharing the insides of our failing fucking marriage. Well, neither do I. Mm. And by the way, Brady's not buying the house, just so you know. Well, I'm... I'm not surprised. Well, that's nice of you. No, no, not because of you. He just didn't seem interested. Well, Ella asked me again about sleepaway camp, and I told her we don't have the money this year. I have it. What do you mean, you have it? How do you have extra money? Are you working out? Yeah. Uh, I started running again. When? <laughs> Months ago. Oh. I didn't even know you owned running shorts. You look good. Come on. I'm training for the Dallas Marathon. You've lost weight. I have. Ten pounds so far. Huh. Wow. I have to go now. I'm meeting my running group at eight. Your running group? Yeah, we run together. It's better than running alone. Who are they, your running group? <laughs> well, they're people. I mean, they used to be strangers, but now we're the sort of friends. We, we talk, and it's nice, and it's... Uh... I, I know that you don't have a lot of people in your life. I have enough. You should talk to someone, Diana, about us, other than someone you pay. You should talk to your girlfriends. Ugh, I can't talk to them. They're ridiculous. Why are you still friends with them if they're ridiculous? I mean, look, our daughters are friends. They're, they're fine. It's convenient. I'm still here, Diana. You can talk to me. I'm ready to talk whenever you want. What about your running group? Well, yeah, not now, of course. Uh, well, un unless you want me to, to skip it. Is that what you want? No, no. No, you go ahead. Okay. All right, see ya. What are you doing here? I was close by. <laughs> I just came from the bank. Oh, you can't be here. My daughter is upstairs and my husband just left. Oh, yeah, look, I, I made the withdrawal you asked for. I just thought I could, you know... Great, but James, you really need to leave. Right. I'll see you tonight, okay? Same place. Right, right, right. Okay. Diana, I'm... Look, I've been thinking about you a lot lately. Jesus, I'm gonna kill Liam. Okay, look, let's talk tonight, okay? I can't stop thinking about you. It's all I think about, Diana. You need it, to leave now. It, it, if you just wait a second. Look, I, I have your pills, okay? Okay. Th thank you. Okay, now go. Please. Please. And I'm feeling incredibly exposed. My legs are spread. My chest is bare, and he kisses me lightly. Everywhere. I'm busy, Em. Come back in ten. But each time I'm about to come. Too busy for me. And I oh, come Alan. I just uh, sorry, I thought you were Emily, and I was just listening to uh, some voicemails. Patrick called. Drinks tonight. My office has the details. Oh, uh, tonight. Yeah, is that a problem? Uh, no, no. Um, I'll come by and get you. No, no, she wants to meet with you alone. I think someone's got a crush. <laughs> I'm kidding. But we're something revealing. 
kidding. <laughs> um, you know, are you um, sure it wouldn't be more persuasive if you came too? Diana, help me out here. Our biggest client has made it clear to me, your boss's boss, that she prefers to work with you. And that the only way we retain her business is that the rest of us back off. Fine. It's no ego. But now I've got to guarantee you make it happen. So I'm not sure if I should appeal to your humanitarian side and remind you how much this firm is relying on her family's money, or if I should just talk to you like one of the guys and tell you, get it done or your job is done. Whichever side of that coin works for you. Just come back from those drinks with good news. Um, do we just sit on the couch, or...? Together on the couch, or one of you on the chair? Mm. Wherever you feel comfortable, this is not a test. I promise. <laughs> uh, you sure? Well, I, I'm not sure I believe you, but, um... All, all right. Oliver, all right. come on. Mm. <laughs> this, this is a big step for you two. I know you've mm. been struggling for some time, but I want to thank you for taking such an important first step. Thank you. Mm -hmm. mm. It's a new way of communicating, and it doesn't come easy. You need to practice. But to start, I want you both to state how the other person makes you feel, without accusations, without judgment, just feelings. Um, uh, well, well, I can go first. Um, I feel unattractive. Why is that? Because Diana doesn't want to touch me anymore. Keep it about your feelings. Try not to use accusations. We haven't had sex in over a year. Do you remember the last time you had sex? Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. What was the experience like? Uh, I... I don't remember it. Well, I do. And it was awful. We were in Palm Springs and, and we were taking a shower and, um... Uh, I, I had an erection... Um, I, I can't help it, uh, seeing her naked, and, and, uh, and so she went down on me in the shower. But, um, but when I came, she... she spat it out, and, and, and she had this totally disgusted look on her face. Diana, do you remember that? You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like that. I mean, he had been drinking a lot of coffee and, you know, the taste was bitter. And I, I did tell you that, that it was bitter. I ate mint, whole mint for like a month after that, just in case, you know, great, great food too. I, I, I read about it. I was so self-conscious. How did you feel that day? Ashamed, embarrassed. I mean, it was one time. I'm sure that I don't always taste perfect. <laughs> well, I wouldn't know, would I? You don't ever let me go down on you, do you? Really, Oliver? Are we going to just talk about everything? Why else are we here? Okay, fine. Yes, I don't let you anymore. Because I got tired of pretending that I liked it. Have you told Oliver what you do like? <laughs> oh, no, 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 she hasn't. Is that something you'd like to know? Fuck yeah, of course, absolutely. Well, maybe he should already know it. I mean, he's 45. Maybe he should have figured it out by now. Well, I have no one to practice on, do I? He's going to strip clubs. That's really what we should be talking about. 
Let's try and stay on topic. I wouldn't go if we had any kind of sex life. Oh, I see. So it's my fault. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I wanted to connect with you. That's all. And I feel like you're this insatiable octopus with all of these connection tentacles reaching out for me in desperation. And I just want to swim away. Did you just say that I'm an octopus? Is that what you said? Yes, a huge, needy octopus. You're everywhere. Oliver, how does that make you feel? Um, is this how it's supposed to go? I mean, this is what marriage therapy is like, is it? Sometimes. There's no one way. Well, this way feels like shit. You have one new message. Diana, how are you? I'm well. <laughs> Thanks for not asking. I, mm, I had a cancer scare last week. It was terrifying. And as I sat in my oncologist's office and he asked me who my emergency contact was, I couldn't even say your name. I had to give him my landlord's name, who's 93 and almost dead himself, by the way. So you can imagine how that felt. I'm sure you'll erase this message just like the others, but do know, I'm getting closer. Sorry to interrupt. You'd be shocked by what you can no, find online. It's, it's just my office. And I'm really sorry about this morning. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, yeah, it's it's fine. It just it just can't happen again. Of course not. It won't. Good. Can I just say one thing? Yeah. I think what you're doing is pretty cool. My mom, she uh she never talked to me about sex. She was really buttoned up. You know, every time I got an erection, I thought I was committing a sin. I'm sorry. The shame around sex, man. I, I, I think it's great that you're so open. Do you still feel that shame? One of my buddies in the army. Uh, things got kind of confusing with him. Um, we were alone a lot and bored and horny and uh... did you have sex no no but uh he used to come into my bunker at night and suck me off well did you want him to are you kidding it was a highlight felt like the only human thing that happened out there. 
God, I would, I would get hard the minute I heard him shift the bed. And I knew he was coming to me. I didn't know you were gay. I'm not. Well, I, I mean, maybe I am. I don't know. Look, I like what you and I did. All right, just as much as what happened over there. You got in my head. And I think about what else we could do. Well, we we didn't do anything, James. Right. Right, <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, uh, look, I just can't feel that shame again. There was so much secrecy around what happened back there that made it feel all kinds of fucked up, even though I know it wasn't. I'm just... I'm tired of living in the shadows. I'm... I'm sorry, um... For the other night. I was having a day. I think sometimes the fantasies... They get in my head and... I try not to let that happen. Those pills you take. Yeah, don't don't worry about them. They're really strong, but I just be careful, alright? Feeling stuff is good. All these things I feel for you, I haven't felt like this in a long, long time. And I'm just glad I can. Hey, it's Jen, co-writer on Dirty Diana. I'm back to tell you more about our sponsor, Dipsy. When Shauna and I were writing Dirty Diana, we hoped to create a safe space for women to explore their sexuality. We shared a feeling that content like this online is too sparse. You have to dig to find exactly what you're looking for. The Dipsy app is different. Each Dipsy story has been thoughtfully crafted to be consensual, sex positive, and reflect safe choices and all are labeled with tags to show just how hot the story gets, which means no matter where you go in the app, you'll feel safe and in control of your experience. Like our show, Dipsy uses audio for an immersive blueprint which a listener can imagine exactly how they want to. Not only does this make each story highly personalized, it also creates a real sense of safety. And for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com Diana. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash Diana. Dipsystories.com slash Diana. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts. I can't drink anymore. 
like it will be terrible for my body and my job. You've had two drinks, literally. Two drinks and most of it was grapefruit juice, so you can definitely have at least two more. I'm on my fourth. Oh. I'm glad you came. I wasn't sure you would. Be honest, did the old guy give you a choice? I wanted to come. Good, because I think I might owe you an apology. It came on a little strong when we met in your office. I get that from my dad, the prick side of him, which was kind of the only side of him. Anyway, I'm sorry. Thank you. And I'm sorry too, because I just completely lied to you. I didn't want to come tonight. The old guy made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I'm glad I did. I think we should work together and be friends. Well, I don't have many friends. Well, I'm not surprised. I mean, I have friends, but not anything close to a best friend. Fellow moms, you know, at school or friends out of convenience. So who do you confide in? My therapist, mostly. I mean, I used to talk to Oliver. Let me see a picture of him. I mean, I need a mental image. Well, I mostly have pictures of my daughter. Um, let me see. No, not that one. Okay, here's one. Here we are. Like, this is last Easter. I meant a dick pic, Diana. A what? <laughs> I'm kidding. Ooh, okay, he's cute. But why is he wearing so much Patagonia? Does he work there? No. He, um, he just really likes it. You gotta peel that back. It looks like he stepped out of an outdoors catalog. You would like him. You would. You would like him. I mean, he's a little like a, a golden retriever. Everyone likes him. He's not offensive to anyone. No one wants to fuck a golden retriever. I did. Really? Yeah. When we first met... Oh, he was so confident. He could have had any woman he wanted. He had the sexy accent. Mm. He was... Exotic. <laughs> we worked together at this consulting firm. He had an actual job that he'd been recruited for, and I just answered the phones and tried to figure out what to do with my life. Everyone in that office was in love with him. And then there was me broke, the only one bringing their sad little lunch to work every day, and then rushing off to my second job four nights a week. Oh my gosh. I was working at this horrible, horrible 1930s gangster-themed bar called <laughs> Momo's. <laughs> Ugh. And I had to wear this awful pinstripe vest. And every time I waited on a customer and they said, thank you, I had to say, forget about it. <laughs> no, please <laughs> tell me that is not true. Uh, yeah, well, people at the office, they found out um, that I worked there. And so one night after work, they all came in for happy hour. But literally after about 10 minutes, they decided it wasn't even cool enough to be ironic. <laughs> and they all left, but not Oliver. I mean, he would come in almost every night and order these like 
ridiculously themed cocktails and that he, he would tease me by exaggerating every thank you, knowing, okay, knowing that I would have to respond, forget about it. I mean, he would thank me for his drink, for setting down a napkin, for bringing him a straw. He was funny and really kind, fucking confident as hell. It was a shitty bar and he could see I was miserable. So he came there for me. I mean, he was so together and perfectly raised and I was so, whew, not any of those things. You weren't perfectly raised? What does that even mean? I mean, uh, well, it means his mother works at Christie's and his father plays golf when he's not saving lives. He had a storybook childhood. So what happened? I don't know. We've changed. He used to be so sure of what he wanted. And then it was like a part of him went to sleep and never woke up. It's like he has a, a rain cloud above him now. Like, you know, like one of those sad cartoon characters. Maybe you need to have a few more drinks and go home and just fuck the shit out of him. Put a thumb up his ass, suck him off in the kitchen, something to really surprise you both. Can we talk about your love life instead? I've said way too much already. I don't know. The more I find out about you, the more I like you, Diana. Really? So drink up. I want to know more. <laughs> I make porn for women. I'm sorry, what? I run a site called Have a Good Wood. I know Goodwood. That's me. That's your voice? Interviewing the women? I knew it. I knew I recognized your voice. Yep. Who else knows? You. And, um, I have an assistant. Jesus fucking Christ. Your sight is big, Diana. You can't hide that for long. I know. I mean, people will find out. It's, it's on lists, roundups. I see it everywhere. Yes, I know. I love it. I, I, I listen to the fantasies every week. This is crazy. Oliver doesn't know? No. Oh, that is perfect. Play him a fantasy. You're like the dream wife. You're super proper during the day, and you're fucking making porn at night. He's gonna be over the fucking moon. I've been doing this for almost three years. I've, I've kept this from him. He, he doesn't know this side of me. But he'll like it. Mm, it'll confuse him. I'm not the person he married. Well, neither is he. Excuse me. Uh, these are from the two guys who's in the bar. How lovely. Look, don't drink those. We don't know what's in them. I saw the bartender pour them. Okay. Do not wave them over, don't. Why not, why not? They're hot. I'm a mom. What does that even mean? Hi, thanks for the drinks. Oh yeah, uh, hey, I'm Jake. This is, uh, this is my friend Emmett. Hey, what's going on? Petra, this is my friend. Melanie. <laughs> Melanie. Melanie. Well, it's nice to meet you guys. How's your night going? It's incredible, actually. I just found out the most mind-blowing thing about my friend. 
Oh, okay. Well, please share with us. Stop it. It's really not that interesting. Oh, come on, that's not fair. Look, we want to know. It's nothing. It's really, it's not interesting come on. at all. She's drunk. Oh. We're drunk. I'm not drunk. <laughs> Melanie, I think you need to practice saying it out loud. Yes, and I think we need to go home. She makes porn for a living. <laughs> she. Uh huh. What? It's not porn. Okay. I need to know more immediately. They're stories, okay? They're just fantasies. Like erotic confession. What? Uh-huh. <laughs> that is awesome. Where can we watch them? You can't. You can listen to them. Okay, well, how do we see what's happening? Well, if you if you listen, then you can imagine it. I like porn. I can see. Yeah, agree. Personally, I I need a visual. You don't actually, really, you don't. I do. I. I I know what I like. Okay, okay. okay let, let's try something. I'm going to whisper something in your ear. Are you listening, Jake? I have nothing under this skirt except a very wet pussy. <sighs> now, can I touch you? Yeah. Hmm, you see? You're very hard. You don't need a visual at all. What the fuck just happened? (laughs) Hello? Hi, Diana. Oh, Emily, hi. I didn't know you were babysitting tonight. Oh, Oliver called and asked if I was available last minute. I thought maybe he was meeting you. No. Um, If you want to meet up with him, I'm fine to stay. Oh, no. Thank you. That's okay. Um, He should be home soon. How much do I owe you? Not much. I didn't get here till nine. Ella was already asleep. Oh, and a woman called asking for Ella. Her name was Jean. Jesus. You didn't let her talk to Ella, did you? No. I told her to call back tomorrow. Are you mad? Fuck, no. Sorry. No, I'm not mad. Just, just just, hang up next time, okay? Promise me. Sorry, she sounded so sweet. Felt bad for her. Yeah, well, only because she wanted you to. You asleep? Of course I am. It's one in the morning. Mm, yeah, no, I know, I'm sorry. Where were you? Uh, I was out. You smell like her. Mm, Like who? The girl. It's the same perfume. You could have at least showered. Why? What's the point? Well, the point would be not to hurt my feelings. (laughs) For fuck's sake, do you even care? Of course I care that my husband came home smelling like a stripper. Amanda. (sighs) Her name is Amanda, Diana. Great, great. Yeah, and you're supposed to say how it makes you feel. Fuck you! That's how it makes me feel. Where do you disappear to when you leave a night? Don't change the subject. I have no idea what you do on your drives. I'm not paying for sex. Well, I'm not paying for sex either, because Amanda and I don't have sex. 
I, uh, I can't do this, Oliver. It's not healthy. Maybe we should just, um, take a break. Take a break? You want to take a break? We're not going steady. We're fucking married. Well, something needs to happen. Maybe we need to shake it all up. What if we just took a break for a few weeks to sort out our feelings? A few weeks? A month? I don't know. All right. Okay. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Let's take a fucking break. What are you... Where are you going? <laughs> no idea. Hotel. I mean, I think it's a good idea. Let's take a month, see what happens. What about Ella? I don't fucking know. I agree. I don't think this version of us is healthy for her. I'll still pick her up and drop her off and all that is fine. Well, and the, and the weekends? I don't know, Diana. Hey, we'll figure it out, but I think you're right. We need some space because I'm out of ideas. Well, wait. What? I mean, you're just going to leave? Of course I am. That's what a break is. You leave. One person leaves. But what about... What about what? I don't know. Um... I don't know. Okay? Fine. Okay. See you later. It's shocking when it happens to you, even in a dream. I've tried to put myself back in the dream so many times to crawl back into that feeling of what it's like to be with him. I want to breathe him in. I want his cock back in my mouth. I want him sucking on me, penetrating me with his fingers. I want him to look at me again after hours and hours of pleasuring each other and tell me how amazing I taste. I just want to go back to that feeling again. Everyone was lighting up in the shadows alone. You could have been right there next to me. And I'd have never known all the glory Lost on me till I saw how hard it'd be to reach you, and I would always be right here. Thank you for listening to Evie. If you liked her story, be sure to enjoy our other fantasies here at haveagoodwood.com. Diana stars Demi Moore as Diana, Clay Spen as Oliver, Gwendolyn Christie as Evie, Carmen Drogo as Petra, Leslie Ann Warren as Jean, Dio Kinney as James, Lily Taylor as the marriage therapist, John Tenney as Alan, and Max Greenfield as Jake. With additional performances by Amy Doyle, Connor McQuaid, and Jordi Simkvik. 
Created and directed by Shauna Festi. Written by Shauna Festi and Jen Besser. Executive produced by Demi Moore, Shauna Festi, Jen Besser, Rob Herding, Dave Henning, Brian Kavanaugh-Jones, and Fred Berger. Produced by Tess Ryan and Sandra Yee Ling. Original music and composition by Darren Johnson. Audio engineering by Ryan Walsh and Ben Milchev. Edited by Millie Iatru, Ryan Walsh, and Ben Milchev. Sound design by Katie Halliday. Additional sound design by Justin Davey and Ryan Sullivan. Mix and mastering by Ben Milchev. Sound design and mix consulting by Matt Yoakum. Casting by Chelsea Block and Marisol Roncalli at Atomic Honey. Music supervision by Andrew Kahn and Eric Such at Good Ear Music Supervision. Assistant director Lynn Diangona. Script supervisor Lucia Pierre. Assistant engineering and editing by Neely Oftering. Production coordinator Anna Basha Yoakum. Post coordinator Rachel Yanover. Dirty Diana is a Q Code production. Sex. It might surprise you to know that oh, it's been around for a while now. In fact, we are all the living, walking, breathing, talking proof that sex has been around for a long time. And over on the Betwixt the Sheets podcast with me, Kate Lister, I will be rooting around for the kinkiest, quirkiest stories in the history of sex, scandal and society. Or in other words, the best bits. Well, at least I think so. From bras to BDSM, from African warrior queens to witches, join me as I bed hop throughout time and civilizations to get under the cover with the most fascinating things that we've been doing, not to mention the downright weird. For example, did you know that men in ancient Greece were so turned on by a naked statue of Aphrodite that it had to be protected by guards? We have accounts of men trying to have sex with the statue. It caused a sensation. And that university professors once moonlighted as grave robbers. We were executing less and less people, so mm. there was a real shortage. If you want to hear about all of this and more, then join me betwixt the sheets today, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Brought to you by History Hit. Everyone needs a break from the real world. That's why we played games as kids, and that's why we should play games as adults. I'm Troy Lavalley. And I'm Joe O'Brien. And back in 2015, we started a podcast called The Glass Cannon Podcast, a show made up of comedians and actors playing a fantasy role-playing game. And now is the perfect time to start listening because we just started a brand new story. It's basically Lord of the Rings meets Game of Thrones meets X-Files. Search for The Glass Cannon Podcast on your podcast app of choice. Hey, life is hard, so come play pretend with us.